Welcome to Testimony, a musician story. Heard at TestimonyStories.com and narrated by myself, Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Let's get started. Jax was born Ernest Owens on October 3rd, 1982, in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Originally, he grew up in a two-parent Christian household with his sister. I guess I was a decent kid. I got in trouble mostly, um, like, you know, disciplinary things with my mom. Like, if I say something wrong or, you know, back then you get smacked. <laughs> so I had a lot of people around me, so they were able to help me stay in check so I didn't, like, go off on the deep end. Because in North Carolina, we lived, you know, in a really bad neighborhood. And, you know, drug deals on the other side. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen a lot of things too early. So um, I was just a kid. A rich kid, poor kid, trying to make it out the hood. You know, a rich kid for me was being rich and like I had a family, I had community, rich in just ambition, dreams, and you know, my parents and my pastors and family, my aunt, uncle, they always taught me that true riches are things that are intangible. You know, love, joy, peace, long suffering, self control. And if you are wealthy in those things, you know, it helps you to stay away from those things that are negative. Um, but I was also a poor kid because, you know, we were on welfare and I had to wait for child support checks to come in to get certain things. I didn't really have the nicest shoes. All my other friends are wearing J's and I had like shoes from three years prior, you know, wearing the same clothes every day and having to learn how to wash my clothes so that, you know, we didn't have a washing machine, so we had to like hand wash the clothes. So I had a, you know, uh, a rough upbringing in terms of finances and the things I didn't have. But you know, I was rich in community and rich in other things, so I was able to balance it out. At a very young age, his parents divorced, and his dad remarried and moved to Connecticut, where he and his new wife eventually adopted seven kids. After some time, his father a Marine, moved the family to Bethel, Connecticut, 
All of a sudden, little Ernest, the rich kid, poor kid from Fayetteville, split his time between the hood and a million dollar suburban neighborhood. By the time he got to junior high, he stayed in Connecticut and attended school there. Christ dwelled in the tabernacle, living water in a cup, yeah, no snapple. For our sin, propitiation, wrath is satisfied, heart is occasion. On fire for God, you feel it on my iPhone. And if you cold, I'm heating up the time zone. Grace is unmerited, God can reach you no matter what you call the pen. It's all about the finish line. Narrow lane is the very line. Jesus, first and the last, make his name famous, put it on blast. When I first got there, I was kind of hardcore. So, you know, the stereotypical black guy, you know, just mean mugging people and just what people, you know, I was, I was coming from a different situation. I was trying to adapt to where I was. And, and one of my sisters was like, you know, Ernie, nobody likes you because your, your attitude smells. And she was just telling me just how my attitude was really bad. I was like, yeah, you know, but I ain't like the way these dudes was talking to me. I got called the N-word. She made a racial comment. My science teacher, when my seventh grade year, she made like a racial comment to me. But she said something referring to black people. And it sent the school. It it was crazy. Like, I didn't, I didn't think I had that much support. Because, you know, I was just, I was only there. And I started to change my life and, you know, be a little bit more positive and, get better grades. So, you know, this is within the first two months and and my stepmom went off and and that's when I met, you know, Ms. Z, Ms. Zelensky, and she kind of helped me to, you know, deal with the different things. And I had guys that would call me the N-word. Oh, look at this dude right here. You know what I mean? And but then I had my other friends who were white and they'd be like, no, man, he's cool. Like, don't be doing that. And they they would stick up for me. And so it was an interesting dynamic because, you know, as being one of the only black kids I was on the honor roll. I was doing well in school. You know, popularity began to change because I was playing basketball. So I learned early that, you know, there is this dynamic, there is this divide that, you know, people have an expectation of what they think African-Americans are like, and then this is who we really are. And so during that time, um, I just learned that, you know, um, people that were not black were going through some of the same things I was going through. It's just a different, you know, different location, a little bit more money. But I didn't react the same way as most people probably would and be like, oh, you're being racist. I was like, OK, I understand that. And we just found another way to to combat that by being great students, getting good grades and, you know, um, sticking up for all the kids that are getting bullied. And, you know, what I mean, so that was the kind of people we were. And, um, and I just didn't want to be that stereotypical black kid you know, always getting in trouble and getting suspended all the time. You know what I mean? And that's what, that's what they expected me to be. And, you know, I wanted to, you know, I was raised to do things a little bit different. Like what you're hearing so far? Check us out at TestimonyStories.com. That's TestimonyStories with an S.com. Where you can hear content for you and about you. Everyone has a testimony. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Testimony. Testimony.
where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Ernest wanted to be a professional basketball player. He knew that he would have a better chance receiving a college scholarship playing basketball if he stayed in Connecticut for his high school years. Unfortunately, a custody battle forced him to move back to North Carolina. His dreams of becoming a pro baller shifted, and he seriously started to focus on God. I follow God, no empty thrills. I'm plugged, so I'm walking up the Lauren Hills. All day, moving nonstop. And we hold it down. Christ is the boss. I didn't really get serious until after I quit the team my junior year in high school. And it was at the time, the, the reason why I did it was because I didn't like the team. And I, it was like five, I'm 5'10", so it was like five point guards. I'm like, I'm like, how am I going to play? And there's, you know, all these guards. And I had a situation in Connecticut. So I was so frustrated, so angry. And I was like, God, you know what? And I really felt like God wanted me to do it, you know what I mean, at the time. And I was like, you know what, my focus... I want to focus on God more. And everyone's like, what are you doing? This is what you want to do. It's crazy. And I really believed at the time that I'll be able to go back to Connecticut. But during that year, my relationship with God just kind of skyrocketed. And it just, you know, I was praying, just reading, just in the word and and really just under my pastors and under my my mentors. And then um, my, my life, you know, just kind of began to change rapidly. And my focus, less focus was on basketball and more on my relationship with God. And then that led me to eventually being called to ministry. And at the time, you know, I wasn't concerned about that. I didn't know that was a calling that I had. And then by the age of 17, um, I preached my first sermon. And I went through this rigorous kind of like curriculum at my church. Um, they had a, semin- a satellite seminary at the church. And I went through it as a high school um, you know, sophomore and junior and senior. And by the time I graduated, um, I preached my first sermon. And it was during that three-year span that, you know, I wasn't playing basketball. I played my senior year, but not as much. Uh, that It was during that time that I really got serious with my relationship with God. You know what it is? This is how we flow. Y'all, here we go. Christ rules everything around me. Christ rules everything around me. Christ rules everything around me. Christ rules everything. I'm living for the king home. Christ rules everything around me. Kingdom. I'm living for the king home. Christ rules everything around me. Kingdom. Unless you've experienced it, one could only imagine how difficult it must have been to walk that straight and narrow path as a teenager, especially while being in a long-term relationship. You know, during that time, you know, a lot of temptations and me, you know, um, 
being with her and like being intimate and like we're really close. I'm a, I'm an affectionate guy, so I like to hug and stuff. So you know what I mean. Like during this time, I had to make sure I kept my you know, my purity game on point, you know what I mean? Because people was watching. They was like, yo, I thought you must be Christian. So I had to, like, make sure, you know, my my the swag was on point, you know what I mean? And then even when I wasn't with her and I had other girls, I kind of, you know, uh, I had a few girls I liked, but, you know, I try to keep it low-key. And I really try to, like, live this thing purely before God and be like, you know what? You know, I ain't having sex. I'm like... You know, there was a few moments where it could have went down, but I'm like, Lord, you kept me out of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That'll preach right there. So I think for me, um, during that time, I had, you know, relationships and I wanted people to see my 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 ups and downs. You know what I mean? So if I made a mistake, you know, it wasn't really the mistake that was the big thing. It was how I recovered from that mistake. Testimony. Testimony where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Connect with Testimony and Musician Story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com. My name is Apple Jacks, and you're listening to Testimony, a musician's story. Yeah. Once he graduated from high school, Ernest moved on to Campbell University in Virginia, where he majored in computer information systems. After a failed attempt at trying out for their basketball team and an injury, Ernest hung up his sneakers for good and found a new hobby, music. Ernest came from a musical family, but besides writing a couple raps for his youth choir back at home, he didn't have much experience. He did a few talent shows and brought various acts to his college campus and performed there as well. One artist he brought to Campbell was gospel award-winning artist who at the time was known for his hit song, Make Me Over, Tone. And then me and Tone was sitting outside of the um, the barbershop and he was like, yo, man, you know what, man? You family. And he just, you know, you, you're not out here trying to promote your album. You ain't trying to do certain things. And we were just kind of talking. I was like, yeah, man, you know, I don't even, I haven't even recorded. I'm not even trying to do that. I just want to bring you out so you can, you know, bless the people with some music. So um, from that conversation, he said he was going to hit me back. And then um, a week later, he sends me a CD. And this CD had two of my first songs I ever recorded. One's called Apple Jacks. Do you want some Apple Jacks? And the second one um, is New Roll Anthem, um, what we eventually call Dropping That Ink. And two months after that, he flew me out to California. And it was at that time that I started becoming an artist. And, you know, my first recording, I recorded this song called 805, Hands Up on 805. And um, and it was that that moment that I really 
started to get serious with music and recording and, and becoming an artist. So, just like that, Ernest became Apple Jacks. Apple, coming from John 15 and bearing good fruit, Jacks from Mark 1 16 through 17, becoming a fisher of men and, in a sense, jacking souls from negativity and bringing them into the mindset of Christ. My style is so so different. Like I like I didn't grow up wanting to be a rapper. You know, some guys like, yeah, man, I've been rapping since I was twelve. That wasn't me. You know what I mean? I was rapping a little bit in high school, but not like that. Um, but I credit Tony a lot because, you know, he saw something I performed that night that he perfor- that he came through uh, to campus, and I did like a small song, and that was it. You know, I didn't do nothing else. I didn't tell him I was performing. I didn't say, oh, yo, hey, check out my um, my set, you know, even though I'm bringing you out. It wasn't that way, you know what I mean? He just saw something else. And I credit him because, you know, my first experience, like how to record, how to write hooks, how to pick production, you know, um, it was a great experience because um, I really learned how to, like, you know, become an artist, you know what I mean? And he's one of the greatest performers I've ever seen and writers, you know what I mean? He's so talented. And, um, you know, during that time, it was crazy because he had the Out the Box album, that came out. Um, I was on that. I was on a couple of compilations, and you know, during that time, my my, um, you know, the maturation of Apple Jacks started at that moment in terms of the recording artist in San Diego um, with Tone and the Wise Guy. The candy paint, thinking that you really inking, but you really ain't. Really, baby, you just thinking like a lobster tank. So much so I write a check and I just leave it blank. Can I have a slice of Auntie Robin's apple pie? Ooh, ooh, taste and see that guy is too fly. Carpool, cruising north on the 805. In the mirror, laboratory, looking twice nice. Sanctified I am, shaka laka laka, boom, boom. All you perpetrators, we step out of the room. With all of this anointing, you about to be consumed. Like a tree planted by the water, how should not be moved? Grow tacos from the Baja. TBD Ferragini of the Jaja. Straight blazing with the occasion of the jambalaya. Superhero killing villains for the Moza. Kimmy, hit me one more time. Apple Jacks was doing his thing. And Billboard magazine took notice and called him one of hip hop's up and comers. But while he was being a light, while in the spotlight, his personal life started to grow dim. And it began with a premarital sex slip up right before his college graduation. Where you are. Yeah, I 
became a target. Mad girls moved to the sound of the Jackson. I was eating on the candy cone till the lights gone. Moving in the right zone, talking on the right phone. But I had to make sure I was hydrated. Living water in a cup, trying to stay prayed up. Girls texting, saying the call later. Trying to ride shotgun, waving high hater. Flying back from NC to Cali. Realized that I need faith in the valley. With Tony and Vet, and things got muddy when divorce slept in. And things got fuzzy, so I had to figure out where I was going. Gotta stay on my grind, and I'm keeping it flowing. Gotta move with the Lord's movements. Gotta hold on to the keys and keep it so groovy. You know, me and my girlfriend was talking about getting married and stuff like that. And that was kind of in the, it was like after I've already kind of been on these albums and things like that. And I had this moment, you know what I mean? Of weakness. And, and when, after it all happened, I was like, man, I could have waited. You know what I mean? Like I waited all this time, you know what I mean? But it was, it was the, it was the issue of, we were planning to get married. We were, you know, we didn't, we didn't, I didn't have a ring. I didn't propose, but it was like, it felt that way. Um, and then at the time I had no one to talk to. I didn't have, I didn't trust anybody in the church to help me deal with it. Um, I didn't have friends because a lot of friends leaned on me to be their, their strong person and their weakness. Cause my friends were going through a lot of stuff too. Um, and so during this time I kind of took my way, myself away from the music. I didn't record as much. I didn't do a lot of performance. As a young Christian, I wish I had some people that I could trust and not only know everything about my struggle, but can help me walk through it. He didn't marry that chick, but he did graduate with a BA in business administration. He moved to Boston and gained employment at Harvard University in the Copy Center. Additionally, he married his wife, fellow recording artist, Trini. Right when he could start to see the light again, troubled waters were about to stir more intensely with news of his mentor, Tone, coming out of the closet. Applejack's never changing, poker face. Life is a game and I'm watching who I'm rolling with. Rolling with, rolling with. Dice in the game and I'm watching who I'm rolling with. Rolling with, rolling with. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Everyone has a testimony, and we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Download the podcast of Testimony and Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com. A Musician's Story.
My name is Applejacks. 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 And you're listening to Testimony, a musician's story. Ladies and gentlemen, check me out. Yeah. I'm walking in, uh-huh. heating up, I'm like LeBron, connected to the source, so I guess I have a James Bond. I'm at the table, reading moves from the funny poses, thinking I'm a scarecrow, just because you're showing jokers. iPhone on the charge, I got the apple juice, can't keep your balance if you're flying with that great goose. I met my wife, and we got married, and Tony didn't come to the wedding. A lot of people came from all over, but he didn't come, so that was also, that hurt me, you know, hurt me a lot, that, you know. We'll do anything to rock with him, and then all of a sudden he didn't come. Um, but we talked about it and squashed it, so it was cool. A couple years later, you know, uh, I took some time off music. So I, mar- I married my wife from 06 to 08. Two years, I didn't really do a lot of music because I wanted to focus on my marriage. And then I come out with do a mixtape, 2008, called Database. And then, you know, during this time, I was still kind of flying back and forth to San Diego, but it felt like the relationship was changing. You know what I mean? Things were like, were just, it wasn't the same. And then all of a sudden, you know, my first album comes out, September 9th, 2009, my first album, Back to the Future, comes out. And the very next day, the Lexi interview, when he comes out, you know, the one that everyone's talking about, you know, he, it starts to blow up. The, the, the day after my album drops and what's crazy is he produced 90% of that album and so when he when he came out and everything kind of changed with him you know people wouldn't rock with me you know what I'm saying like all my favorite Christian rap artists that, that would talk to me you know hit us up about beats and yeah we love what you guys are doing you know none of those guys would rock with me no features no um, you know we was at Flavor Fest one year and people were asking my wife, they was like, well, who did this beat? And she's like, Tone. And it's like a laughing stock. People in, in front of me, they were like, I mean, in front of everyone, they were like, uh, oh, so how's Tone doing? You know what I mean? And it was kind of like a shot. It was, they was throwing shade. They wasn't really concerned about it. You know what I mean? So it was one of those days where I, you know, I truly felt like an outsider being in that small circle and seeing the reaction, um, you know, based on what, what he said and, you know, how he put it out there. People treated us differently. At one time, the difference, the different style that I had was people rock with it. But then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you too different. You too commercial. You rock with Tone. You know what I mean? And they would ask me. They'd be like, oh, you gay? You know what I mean? My wife is right here, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, that don't make sense. So, it, you know, it, it was one of those things that, you know, people turned. They turned their back on us. It was so difficult going through that because these are people I respect and people that rock with me. You know what I mean? These are not random folks that you just see at a show and that's it. You know, I had people's numbers and they, oh, what's going on, Jax? And um, things changed. And when that happened and he came out, um, our relationship also changed too because, you know, we didn't really talk as much as we did um, before. So uh, a lot of changes, a lot of different things. Uh, but during that time, it was cool because... You know, I still kept doing music and I released a, a EP the following year called Jesus High. It, it was a difficult time, but that's when, you know, I had to like rebrand. It was like the rise and fall, you know, and then the rise again. And, you know, it was a, it was a lot of ups and downs just to get to that point. Um, but when he came out, you know, it just it forced me to lean on God even more. You know what I'm saying? Like to trust God and say, you know what? I got to trust him. Trust God he did. Jax has continued making music and building his lifestyle brand, Fodacy. 
It has three initiatives, faith, education, and music. In addition to making music, Applejacks has moved up from his copy center job in the basement of Harvard to working with the Institute of Race and Justice at the university. This self-proclaimed nerd recently dropped Jesus High 2, which is about holding that banner high and proclaiming Jesus's name while not being ashamed of being an outsider. Music is the soundtrack of life for the world to listen. Songs are the scenes in the album, Mr. Motion Picture. I can't trust the way they floating. Sting well, my ex-girl seemed red hot, but her jeans great. And I'm eating a sandwich on the train, subway. And I don't deposit in the tower banks, runway. Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician story. This has been a Brown Theory production and an 83 Media production. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. I know you got me. 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 I know you got me.